What up? Good morning, good morning, good morning, and welcome to another edition of the Brothers of Legacy. I am your host, A.D. Walker. Appreciate you guys for being here. Appreciate you guys for this morning, um, and we're going to have a great time. Uh, we should have a guest coming through. Got to see. Hopefully, I took the right link. <laughs> good morning, Kathy. <clears throat> Thank you for being here. Uh, I appreciate you guys being present in the space, in the place, um, as we continue our conversation um, concerning the school to prison pipeline um, and getting different perspectives on it. Uh, let's see, preferably uh, coach will be coming through, but we'll see. Uh, if not, it's all good. You know how we hold it down either way. I got my man Mark in the building as well as pastor, of course in the building as well. Um, so we're going to really kick this conversation off. I appreciate you guys. Continue to share, continue to tag other people. Um, like I said, share this wherever uh, social media you're using. Of course, Facebook is the easiest, easiest to share. If you're on YouTube, make sure you give us a thumbs up on each one of these broadcasts. It helps with the the gods of algorithm in the YouTube space. And as well as, you know, share to people that you know, text message, however you can share. We appreciate you. So I'm asking. So I'm asking. Cost you nothing. Just a few minutes of your life. All right. So make sure you do so. Um, we're about to go ahead. We're going to go ahead and get started. Uh, I think that's all I wanted to share. Thank you for being here. My podcast people, thank you for representing. Thank you for listening. And that's it. Let's go ahead and get kicked off. I want to welcome you to the Brothers of Legacy broadcast, where we are changing our community one conversation at, at a time, time, every day, every day. We are we creating, are creating a, new a new legacy. legacy. bond when everyone has you know we come in with real expectations mm-hmm. it, because this is uh, we talk, this is covenant we hold the hope that we as people with our money and time are often making this just making this possible often invested in the day damn not that view thank you what's up everybody good morning good morning in the building. Good morning. morning. Just another day. Just another day. All right. Let's shoot a quick text. You got, you got real Baptist real quick. Come on. <laughs> that the Lord. All right. Let's go. Let's go. Again, I appreciate you guys rocking and hanging with us. Uh, another edition of the Brothers Legacy. Hey, good morning, Deborah. Good morning, good Lisa. Morning, Deborah. Appreciate you Lisa, being Kathy. here. Awesome, awesome. So, like I said, today we're discussing the um, 
which is Mahu, the changing the <laughs> school to prison pipeline, having coming up with some real solutions to, to this uh, issue or problem that we have in our neighborhoods and coming to the stage. Uh, I guess he might have a little technical issues, but he's in the building. Mr. Coach TJ. Good morning. Good morning. Yeah. Good morning. Can you hear me? Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. We can hear you. We can hear you. All right. Welcome. Welcome to the Brothers of Legacy, my brother. Thank you. Thank you, man. Good morning to all the brothers, Grand Rise, and everyone. You did. Good yes, morning. Yes, good morning, Doc. Good morning. Yes, good morning, man. Good morning, oh, yes, sir. Quick backstory. I met this gentleman at a at a men's meeting um, facilitated by Dr. Rollins, Dr. JL. Um, and it was a, a great, a great conversation we were having. And this gentleman dropped a lot of good gems. And I was like, I need this, this, I need this to be heard to more people, you know, because he has a, a lot to share. Um, and as we talk about the changing the uh, school to prison pipeline and changing those situations, coming up with real solutions, um, this is one of the gentlemen that I like to say that's in the trenches. Um, coaches football, am I correct? Yeah, football and just life in general, you know. Gotcha. <laughs> so yeah, which, what, which age group do you deal with um, with coaching? Well, right now I have the 12U. I'm the head coach of 12U. Uh, I also help out with the younger guys all the way from six to 14, basically, because it's one organization, uh, Clayton Trojans. So okay. we all work together, you know, and when you see the boys out there, you get a feel for where they come from. You get to understand the journey and how some parents are, you know, single parents, some are together, some may be same sex parents. You see a whole lot of things with coaching in general, and it teaches you more about understanding and empathy because, you can implement what you know, but you also have to be a sponge to allow them to teach you who they are, you know? So that's pretty much what it's about. Gotcha. Gotcha. All right. If I, if I pause for a minute, it's because I guess the computer, my computer, my, I'm having an issue on my end. You guys are probably flowing and looking great, but me, everybody's breaking up. <laughs> man, so you got an upgrade from dial up, man. Come on, so, listen, I know, I know, I know. Somebody's jumping on the phone. They jumping on yeah. the phone. Breaking oh, up wow. my connection. <laughs> if you're going to feed off the neighbor's Wi-Fi, you got to get closer to the woman. Gotta you got to be in the car, huh? You got to get closer to the woman, man. <laughs> oh, so, so, like I said, so, yes, he, he has a lot of, like, uh, current experience with you know a lot a lot of the kids are more larger perspective at least from my from my standpoint I got my two and a few that I've connected with um what would you guys say like and we've talked about this kind of like all week but um between uh you coach TJ and Mark um and and with Mark you know he's uh, a minister in the church so and his and there's a lot of youth going to his his church his life is several youth and a lot of different uh, parents and, and families there. So he has a, a perspective as well that I want to hear his, his thought on it. Um, how, like, what are some of the ways that we can help from the outside as far as mentoring and, and talking to our youth as far as being more effective? Now, we spoke about, and of course, we passed the mention, you know, there is the, there's the momentary, um, things that you see that, you know, you won't see them again, but maybe you can probably plant a seed. And then there's the, I have more connection with them that maybe I can help for the long term. Um, 
what would you say is one of the best ways to approach a child that you might see that's off track? Um, if, if through a parent discussing it with you, like, hey, can you say something to my kid? Is it something you can do? You know, save my child. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like they're not horrible, but it's just like, you know, as you grow up, you, you see certain patterns and you think in your mind, oh, man, I don't I don't want my child to follow that pattern. You know, what are some of the things that kind of kind of wake it, wake it, wake a child up in the sense of that you've seen or that you've implemented yourself? Uh, either one, Coach TJ or Mark can jump in on that question first. Well, what I usually see is the first thing I tell them is I used to be a teenager. I was a child. And I grew up in the hip hop, you know, age. Right. So it's not really a distant memory. It's basically still going on the same things. Right. So, and being from the West side of Chicago, I seen everything young, like everything that you can see, you know, you might have gangbangers down the street, molesters down the street, killers, knowledgeable thinkers, professors, preachers. You might have teachers, coaches, you got aspects of all these things going around in the young world. And especially with boys, things happen to boys and they don't speak about it through embarrassment. So the first thing I tell them is be open to the dialogue, have the conversation. Don't be afraid to speak up because some things that may happen to you might not be your fault and you might not understand that. And as they get older, especially like teens, people say music doesn't influence people, but it does. Because I remember if Tupac was playing and somebody was drinking Hennessy and they got into a fight, they want to do something to that person because now they're fueled up on what I call the superhero juice. So now they have more toughness, more pride at stake. So I usually tell them before you take that step, think about it. Because that five minutes could lead to 30 years, 100 years, 25 years to life. I got friends that's doing 25 to life, and we was just 13 years old. You know, I had friends that would come to school in seventh grade, sixth grade with 38s, you know, being a gang already, tattoos at 10, 11. And then you see this and you start to say, man, no, I don't think that happens. No, it happens for real because you can't close a, a blind eye to a thing like that. So I would say, first of all, I understand you. I can see you. I know what you're going through. Next, I would say, what do you really want? Not what your friends want, not what your mom and dad want. What do you really want? Because sports isn't for everybody. So you might not play sports. So you might be in a science, but then that might be lame to some of your guys. So now you have to say, well, I like science. I love it. I don't care who doesn't. You know, you have to give them a sense of confidence building because they don't understand you coming into a world that's more upgraded than you ever seen because you got internet everything they could tell your business in zimbabwe in two minutes everybody knows that something happened to you it used to be the people around the corner just gossiping that's a whole world that knows your family problems everything so now you're walking into life with this you have to remember that from a child talking to a child you have to know it's a sponge automatically so what you say somebody's been molding them no matter how you view when you come in, you have to remember that these are layers that have been built up. Right. So you have to break the layers down. Be Definitely. patient. You know, I would say be patient, man, and understanding, man. Right. Okay. Mark, what would you what was your what would you say some of your experience um has been uh dealing with the youth or trying to reach them, you know, some of the some of the techniques that you probably implemented. And Pastor, I've noticed that you're a little looking you're looking smoother today, sir. Exfoliating. That's drinking water. New, new year, new me, you know. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> I cut my beard off. Yeah, I see. Oh. I see yeah, you cut the beard off. 
<laughs> oh man, yeah, I, I see that. Okay, I see you looking younger. Go ahead. <laughs> I'm mad at it, but um, but yeah, I, I like what my brother here said, man. Like, I, I, it's a lot of contributing factors. It's a lot of different variables um, because you got to understand, man. Like when we were coming up, you know, of course, we had to deal with the community, right? The community that we in, and then we had to deal with the household that we grew up. But nowadays, like you said, man, it's so much technology. Right. And technology is a it's not a beast, man. It's a monster. Right. Let's just go on to say that, man, technology and the Internet, social media, those things. That's a three headed monster. Right. So uh, and we have to battle that. We have to fight that because one thing kids have today that we didn't have is access mm. and they have access to so much stuff. And then when you have access to everything, you become desensitized to everything. Right. right. And it's and it, it's becoming harder and harder to speak to somebody's humanity. Right. You know what I'm saying? And so, um, so for these kids, like you said, man, you have to find out what their interests are. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you have to find out what they like as an individual because this whole follow the crowd mentality right. is, is, is becoming so uncontrollable now. You know what I'm saying? Because we have so much to contend with, man. But um, I just believe in positive reinforcements. Okay. You know, keep encouraging these kids. Keep letting them know that, hey, you know, you can you can be you can be successful. And then on top of that, man, I think the main thing, we have to show them what success looks like. Right. Because they only get one a few examples. They only get a few examples of what success looks like. And that's you either playing ball or you're a rapper or you're a drug dealer. And to them, success is a lot of money. Success right. is fancy cars, success is a big house, success is, you know, a bunch of women. Right. And stuff like that. And it's hard. <laughs> To contend against that man, right. yeah. it's hard. It's, it's it's you can't let a kid who watches rap videos and is and, and watches, uh, you know, uh, in the people in the NBA, NFL. It's hard to say that hey, uh, plumbers are successful. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So uh, right. Uh, right. you know, doctors right. and lawyers are successful, or whatever, whatever, whatever it is you choose to do, you can be successful in whatever entity or whatever field. Or, or industry that you choose to go into, right. but like I said, they they only have so many examples, and it's just every day, every day, every day. You know, uh, this this rapper just bought his third house and his eighteenth car. Right. Yeah. Right. So how do, how do you um? So and as I'm glad you you mentioned that. How do you put that success in perspective? Right. You know, if we can show the athlete, you can show the rapper, but. You know, there's a lot of work, one, going into becoming these things. You know, it is, right. it, we all know it's not an overnight thing. Also, like when it comes to sports, you know, there's the statistics mm-hmm. of how many people actually make it to the NBA or actually right. make it into the NFL. <laughs> I've seen the statistics yeah. seem like it's 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 easier or it's more likely to become a uh, baseball player <laughs> than mm-hmm. it is a football player yeah. or, or, a, uh, or a basketball player. Um so how do you put success in perspective? And I, cause I get it. Cause you know, we kind of grew up with the same thing, seeing the same stuff. Like, oh man, yeah. that's the only way I could really become rich because it's so funny. Like, I was talking to my wife. I said, back in the day, only people you saw seems like that had BMWs and Mercedes were two people. Either they were doctor, lawyers, super successful or drug dealers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, yeah. It was a thin line. Thin line. <laughs> <You know? laughs> like, you know, if they were black, you're like, 
what they slanging, you know? Yeah, <laughs> slanging what, those, those legal drugs or they slanging or illegal. Those illegal drugs? They slanging <laughs> some type of drug. It's like a drug out there. <laughs> right, right, right. So how? So in especially like you said now with uh, the internet and, and seeing so much, um, I will say you know, it, uh, as, aspiring to be a YouTube star is not the worst thing. <laughs> at least it's yeah. at least it's legal. At least mm-hmm. it's legal. It's definitely, <laughs> definitely legal. You know, because yeah. illegal is outside the doorstep. As soon as you walk right. out, the world, right. the but the world is illegal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If you really think about the world, it's so many things that's been created by savages and tyrants throughout time right. to be looked at as normal, to as accepted as normal, doesn't mean it ever was normal. Right. You know, land robbing and stealing and pillaging and killing right. and all types of things throughout time. This is, see, the one thing we forget is we throw all these things on the youth that's been going on before our great, great, great grandmother was born. Right. Right. And we have to remember that us being, whether you're saying black, carbon being, melanated being, indigenous, average, don't matter what title name you put on it, we've been around for the show. Right. <laughs> and, and and at the show, we've been head of the show. We've been right. stage hands. We've been right. the main star. We've been everything in the show. Right. And we forget that it's a separation every day when you no longer tell people it's still a show. Because mm. you think that reality TV is real. You don't right. think that they cut and say, hey, okay, Jimmy, now go slap Barbara, auntie, little brother, because he, oh, but it's not real. Don't hurt him. Just, right. you know, but watching it, it's like, oh, man, he just slapped that guy. Man, they <laughs> right. got beef. Oh, man, right. if that was me, because now you're taking a play. <clears throat> Remember, we all players or we all actors in a divine stage play. That's created by the most high, whatever you choose to call God. I don't argue with people about that. But I know that we're here to play a role. Right. Hello. And children a lot of times don't they're they're coming from make-believe. Right. And you gotta remember with make-believe, it's still an aspect of realness there because we're, you know, a lot of people are saying, I'm this character or the persona. The word persona you know, basically means the mask. I got you. So that's the definition of a persona, the mask. Like an actor, they would call it a persona. When a persona, when he puts on a persona, he might be different outside his house because he now has the mask for the world. So when you're dealing with a child, you have to take your mask off. That's the first thing. You have to let them know, like, this is the real me. And what success looks Is that me? Did, is, it, is he paused? I feel so like you said, okay. a, successful because he's running a major business that's keeping your house from flooding every day. Then you have the person that has landscaping. He may right. have the number one landscaping company in his area or in his district that right. does all these facilities in different right. places. Then you might have a guy who says, you know what? I've learned about history. So right. I teach history around the world. And these guys are pulling up in Benz is Beamers or their pickup truck or whatever they choose to drive because right. the material aspect is based on the one who buys it. It doesn't right. necessarily mean you're better or worse because you have this or that. See, and with rap, because I, I understand it, I come from that. I've done it. I've seen it. Even right. in that aspect, it's more about a gladiator sport. When I go into the arena, 
I usually don't own the arena. Right. I'm going right. into it. Right. So it's somebody that says, hey, hey this gladiator, man, I like his style. He's the right. one we putting the money on. Right, he right, might right. not be necessarily the people person. He might right. not be the most logical being in the room, but he's yeah. the most entertaining. Definitely. And I so when we're talking to children or your teenagers, you have to remember, you have to tell them it's a difference between what is real and entertainment. Because right. see, that is what we're missing. Because it's right. like, well, I want you to be this. I want you. I, I, right. I, 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 I. But it's not about what you want, because right. that's a divine being as well, who has a journey and a purpose here, too. And right. you're supposed to help mold that and guide it, not Definitely. change it to fit your mold of what you think they should be. Because gotcha. who's to say that being a football player is bad or being right. a pastor right. is bad or being a doctor is bad? And who's to say that being a lawyer is good because you right. might have to develop some corrupt activity? Cause you're fighting for people you know just murdered somebody. You know you saw the tape. You watched it. You you like well nah. He didn't really mean to shoot him 112 times. So like right. he was down after the first three shots, man. You right. know. He, right. So you mm-hmm. walk a thin line in this game of life. And when right. teaching people, you have to remember that contradictory stories can happen in a matter of seconds. You might just Definitely. contradict yourself in two in two minutes and not even realize it because of how much the journey entails. Right. So so you would say, so it's not directing, it's more or less, you know, figuring out what the child wants or what their, what, what their aspirations are and trying to mold from there. Am yeah, give them a chance. Of, yeah. Give them a chance to show Definitely. you who they are, you know? Definitely. You can't drive a car that takes premium gas. You don't even know it. You ain't seen a manual or nothing. You put an 87 in every day. You're just like, well, I put 87 in my last car. Right. It's gonna, right. Don't worry about it. It's going to be all right. Right. You know, right. but I ain't going to Mike Tyson your whole ear off about right. it, you know? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> so, so, so fast. Like we're, we're talking about, um, yeah. Oh, appreciate that. Aunt Sam. Um, we're talking about like the, before you, you got your, your thing messed up, talking about success and giving children like perspective on success and seeing outside of the usual box. Cause of course you see, what's on TV, you see what's on Instagram or whatever you're watching, you know, wherever your focus is, that's where you're feeding off of, of course, you know, um, how to broaden the idea of success to children. Cause you know, when you get older, you realize, oh man, there's so many things that you could be making a lot of money doing, <laughs> you know, like mm-hmm. besides what you've always seen, like I could make doctor money doing this, <laughs> you know, <Yeah>. like, <laughs> you're like, oh, I didn't, I didn't even even if I got into music, I don't need to be up front. Like like you said, even if I just own the the stadium, even if I got a piece of the stadium, you know, that'll make me even more rapper money. Now I'm paying the rappers, you know, like so it's it's broadening your 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 sense of success. So so not answering it, but throwing it out there fast. Like, what do you how do you uh, talk about success or broaden the idea of success to your children? And, and those that, of their friends and things of that nature. I think it still goes back to, and, and I appreciate everything you said, brother. It, it, everything that you're talking about speaks to reaching the young person, knowing how to reach them, knowing how to capture their attention. You know, I think sometimes we forget we are communal by nature. We're, we're always searching for a community. You know, and that's why it has to it has to go back to the foundation 
there, there's a lot that we can pour into our children at home, but speaking strictly to the ability to, to, to earn income, we're in the best possible position that we've ever been because of social media. Folks are making money six ways from Sunday now. Right. People realize I can make money just by promoting somebody else's stuff. Right. You know, right. if I just, if I can make money just by getting someone's attention. I can make money playing jokes on pranking my friends. Right. You know, right. so if anything has been opened up, it has been uh, the, the opportunities, the, the ability to figure out or creative ways to, to, to earn an income. But earning an income is not necessarily establishing a purpose or career. Right. That's the issue. You have no sense of self. You, right. You're being driven by chasing the bag. Right. So how do we how do we get some purpose into the individual? And that's what I think my brother's talking about when, when he talks about reaching these children and making sure they understand the difference between earning this income by pranking your friend and disrespecting another individual for profit. Right. Right. You, you know that you, you have to reach them. And, and I think that the mistakes are made very early on. You know, we talk about the educational system. We talked about this the other day, A.D., you know, the difference between Montessori and, and the traditional uh, school system you know, the size of the classrooms, you know, when you when you have an overcrowded classroom, you're herding cattle, you're not educating children. Right. So you have to look at things like shrinking the size of the classrooms. Why do young people, why do people want to send their children to, to private school? Because they know the classrooms are going to be smaller, they're going to get more attention. You know, they're going to, there's going to be, be more focus. And, and what we have is overrun uh, schools, uh, underserved, uh, under-resourced schools. Right, right that are overpopulated with more police than counselors. Yeah. We have to get to the mindset that more of us, everybody has to become a social worker because right. what we're lacking is social development. And right. the reason we're lacking that is because we're so communal and now the children have so many opportunities to be drawn to other resources. They can be drawn right. to YouTube, living vicariously through somebody uh, that's on YouTube. You know, I, I want to be that. You just talked about Tupac. You know, you listen to Tupac, you're drinking that Henny, whatever. You you become that person. You take on that persona, not realizing it's it's not real. Right. Mm -hmm. You right. know what I mean? And so so we have to capture them early. Yes. Uh, and, and I think the school system has to play a role. But I do believe that as a community, we have to remember that if we don't provide the, the opportunity, if we don't provide the nurturing environment for our young people, uh, they're going to be drawn to something. And that's the issue we have. They're being drawn to everything except the foundational truth of who we are, who we're supposed right. to be, what our original purpose has been uh, for this world. And brother, you said it earlier, man, we've been a part of everything. Right. Our, our fingerprints are everywhere on the globe, everywhere. Right. And not everybody can say that. Yeah. yeah. It's good. It's good. A lot of young, a lot of young humans you know, right. in this history, you know, yeah. we, we have the longest, richest, wealthiest history in the world. And that's the reason why we're treated a certain way, because yeah. who wants to allow a being that you've told was nothing for a hundred to 500 years in a row to wake up and say, wait a minute, I'm actually divine royalty. Right. I'm actually something greater. You said purpose and communal, right. you know, it was a village to raise a child. 
Right. You understood that if you got in trouble down the street, your friend, uncle will whoop your butt, take it to your mama, your grandma, daddy, uncle, whoever there, they'll whoop your butt, put you on punishment. And you really see like all these people care. Like I'm getting in trouble 19 times in a row. Right. And right. I think that that's something that we're missing because grandma is 25. <laughs> you, you know you know what i'm saying like she's still twerking on instagram you know and, you know and you you know you get to see that's my grandma like my I friend to, know what I my grandma nightgown look like i like, had to fall out the picture on <laughs> you, you know like it's like wow i'm looking like hold on this is why because big mama ain't there no more granddad wow. the uncle that was you know knowledgeable i'm right. not it's not to say it doesn't exist Right. But it's few, far in between, and that, and like he said, with schools, schools always been a thing where right. somebody's teaching you. It's like the victors teaching the victim. Like somebody conquered your whole way of being, your whole people, like everything, and then start teaching you from their aspect. Right. That's like a lion teaching a lamb. You know, the lion, the lion's gonna eat that lamb. Right. And we got to remember that, you know, we got to remember not to be so naive in the world. You can get along with people, but you still have to know you. Knowledge itself is key because we're the beginning of everything. It's not a time in this world that we haven't been here. We've been, like I said, we've been called everything. When, When they told you the definition of an American was a copper colored aboriginal being in the 1800s they took copper off and just called you colored right and then your grandma said got indian in her family she wasn't talking about the one in the cowboy movie she was talking about you right because you're copper if you put a penny on your hand a light one a dark one a a super brand new it's going to be some form of a reddish copper not black at all we just say titles and terms but in reality when I was a child, it was an Indian red crayon. They look closer to my hand than a black crayon. Right. So when you take the Washington Redskin logo away, who looks like James from Good Times with a perm, <laughs> you know basically what he looks like, and you take him away because you're starting to say, wait a minute, that's an Indian? Right. Why he don't look like my Mexican brother? Why he right. don't look like this, you know, more Asian-looking brother, you right. know? And then you start to piece things together. And I think that's kind of where we ran astray because school systems teach you things like oppression is a good thing. Mm-hmm. Because if you got Christopher Columbus, <clears throat> you, he's mm-hmm. celebrated. Right, right. But yeah. everything he's known for is oppression. Robbing, stealing, killing, Fernand, DeSoto, all of these people that you learned about, Cortez. These people were robbing, killing, stealing, right. raping, pillaging. Right. And they have days and, you know, right. you, you know, you think about it. And celebration, we celebrate everything because, once again, like you said, we're communal. We're right. people of knowing, like, a holiday was a holy day to us. It was a right. day of, of divine love and feasting more than it was right. about celebrating someone else. Right. Like, we don't even think about the other people when we come together for these holidays. Right. You know, we... 
have a good time. We laugh, we right. joke because we understand what it means to us. So if the children never get a perspective of what we feel, like if we like once again, if we come in with a persona all the time, like you gotta do this, you gotta, and you never break it down, then you're right. you're just saying things and they have no weight. Right. It'll flow in the wind, it'll just blow away because the foundation has never been, you know, applied to a point that you say, okay, before you take off, it's a runway at the airport. Right. You don't just automatically get the plane in the air. Right, right. Yeah. And they have to build a runway first and get people right. out there. And you know, once again, we're skipping steps right. because it looks horrific and we want to hurry up and fix the problem. Mm -hmm. So we're going from it's gotta be this, it's gotta be that. And we right. forget, like, wait a minute, what's the foundation of all of these things? We were terrorized and we lost a sense of self. Right. And by us having to work and feed children and do things, we didn't have time to teach them. So now so, you got schools. So how would you, so let me ask you guys this, right? Um, one of like, I think Pastor said, you and uh, TJ, uh, Coach TJ said the same thing. Um, drafting like, drafting purpose into an individual, right? And and I'm big on, you know, finding out what you should be doing, your impact and the things of that nature, what you should be contributing. You know, how do we, what are, what are some of the ways and, you know, this is an all in all solution, but, you know, what are some of your ideas of, of drafting purpose into like children or teenagers or even adults? Like what are some of the ways to help? Like we talked about Pastor, like me and you talked about a couple of days ago, you know, just the, the stages, like, you know, as a kid, you know, trying to keep them trying to get rid of the junk as a teenager, trying not to see the junk as reality, but changing the mindset, then as an adult, trying not to let them be stuck, but motivating them out of the space that they're in. Um, how, what are, what are some of the ways we can help draft purpose into individuals? Because I know at some point, sometimes in life, people are more open. They become like, man, I need something. I, I need something. But then there's some parts that folks need it or want it, but they just don't know how to go about it, how to get that change in their situation, you know, or their life as far as, knowing what they should be getting into or having that impact, you know, what some of the ways would you suggest or talk to an individual about drafting purpose into them? Like as far as knowing what to do different. Um, and anybody who whoever wants to jump in on that first, uh, you know, feel I, I mean, first you have to ask yourself, you know, what, what are you really chasing? You know, when, when you talk about, you talk about purpose, you know, if I want to talk to a young person about purpose, I better make sure I understand my own. Right. You, know, you have a lot of empty people trying to educate young minds. Right, right, right. right a broken right. person can't help anybody. Right. You know, and, and that's the issue that we have. We have there are far too many empty vessels that are over 30 years old that are that are adults, but not grown. Right. right. You understand what I'm saying? And, mm -hmm. and the problem is they have influence over young minds. So if you don't have a sense of purpose, if you don't really have a sense of self, if you're a walking persona, then how are you going to help somebody? You're going to paint a picture and never really understand the meaning of the picture. And everybody's chasing a picture. Right. That's that's the problem that we have. And so the fundamental truth is. Something that people don't want to deal with. You got to take the electronics away. Right. Right. You know, you got to go back to, you know, playing in the dirt. Right. 
Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You understand? Yeah. Going outside and throwing the ball. Right. You know, the little dollhouse and, and, and all you got to go back to to basic fundamental things uh, in order to really uh, open up the minds and the creativity of these children. Sit down with your children and, and pull out a, 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 a coloring book. Right. Have them begin to draw, you know, and like like crayons. I, man, I have my, my granddaughter uh, or my, my, my grandsons, you know, my, my daughter moved here uh, last year and uh, one of my grandson was having some challenges in school. And my mom sent all the like my mom's a y'all know my mother's a retired teacher. She sent me all this stuff to, to work with the children. And I realized that in my daughter's house there were no crayons. Wow. How, how, you know, like how do you how do you right. you know and I'm not I'm just saying that no, how I, do you every, miss everything's that? on the tablet now, Pastor. Right. 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 How do you how do you, how do you have elementary or preschool level children and there's not a single crayon in the house? Right, right. Let me download yeah. like crayon app. Yeah, yeah that crayon, yeah. like crayon on a tablet. You know, yeah, they yeah. got it on the tablet. Yeah. Everything's on the tablet now. I yeah. got you, but that's the problem. Right, right. that's the problem. Right. You know, we're, we're not working on paper anymore. You know, right. children can't write in cursive. Right, <laughs> right. Yeah. right. But you can I, Pastor? Can I ask you a question, or Pastor? I just, I, is 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 that the problem, or is mm. that just? the world that we're living in because every generation progresses you know what i'm saying like let, let me say okay wait before because you're gonna you're gonna go down a path and then i'm gonna right. forget where you started i'm sorry okay, okay, table that right there i want to say this to you okay go ahead, because go. you're right it is the world we live in but let me ask you something is there anything new under the sun oh sir mm-hmm. that's good so right. it's the same world right before crayons right Right. Right. You understand? Before yeah. crayons, there were still drawing, right? Right. Yeah. What I'm saying is that the, the, the mentality of it is if I if 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 I can if you can do it all on a tablet, yeah. Now I can't sit with you at the table and draw with you. Right. 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 It's right. not the tablet that's the problem. Right. It's, it's the exactly. fact that the electronics yeah. has separated the parent right. from right. the child and the activity. Right. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. You understand? That's like, the issue. You know, uh, Rollins is on here. Sean Rollins is on here. Sean Rollins loves to play cards. Oh, yeah. Loves yeah. to play cards. Yes. Know that. Know that. Right? <laughs> but is it the card playing or is it the fellowship? Right. 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 Yeah. Right. Yeah. You're right. Like, we, we want to go play cards, but the truth is, nah, you're longing for fellowship. Can yes. you please explain to a young person how important that fellowship is? It's right. not about winning the card game. Right. It's about the laughing and the joking that my brother, bro, I'm sorry, I forgot your name. It's Coach TJ. Coach TJ. Yeah. TJ. It's Coach yeah. TJ. Coach TJ was just talking about it earlier. Yeah. You know, let's make sure we understand why we're really here. Right. I'm right. not here to beat you in cards. Right. I'm here to laugh and joke and have a good time. Right. 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 But we're so busy talking about the cards. Right. We lose sense of the real purpose of why we're here. And yeah. that's the that's the separation. Definitely. Right. I, I want to go score a touchdown. Yeah. But what I really want to do is build camaraderie and learn how to work with a team. Right. 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 For my teammates. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We got too many coaches out here talking about you need to score. 
Right. I see it. You trust me, <laughs> all the time. Mm-hmm. Right. It, it becomes more about winning the game as opposed to what. Why do you think Antonio Brown is so jacked up right now? Mm-hmm. From that mentality you just yeah, spoke it's on, the enablement. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Even right. team. Yeah. Even team sports are becoming so individualized. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Yes. One goal. One goal beyond teaching. It, it, it's just a goal to win. You know, so if you can get an NIL in college for a million dollars and you just wow. turned 18 years old right. and you not even in the NFL. Right. So what happens when you don't listen to that coach right. that's in college or your right. teammates anymore? Because now you got a million dollars in your pocket. It's hard to tell somebody something when you, like we said earlier, when you're given success and you were right. never told what success really is. Right. You, you just value money and you said something about the card game it's socializing like you said you know you want to be able to talk last night we had practice for an all-star game and uh my son was there and uh, a couple other guys from the area and we coached the south side team for 12 years now these guys might have played each other before but they laughing on the field they all talking having a good time you know at the beginning of practice, all the coaches implemented what they want, you know, what their wants are, what their needs are, what the whole purpose is. Now, have a little fun. Now, when you get out of hand, remember that guy next to you can get you in trouble, but it won't be his <laughs> right. fault alone. It'll be yours right. too because right. we told you just like we told him. If you feed into the jokes though over there, when it's not playtime, right. you're going to see right. these repercussions. Right. And I think – that's what's missing when you sit down with your children. If you right. tear up all this paper, you're going to get in trouble. The crayon's right. not the right on the wall. It's the right on the paper because you right. do have to understand what the tools are for. Yes. You can't yes. break the iPad either, you know, right. you just because you have one, you know. Right. So right. it's like he said, if if I can't sit down and teach you what the tools are, what the purpose of what we're doing is, and knowing once again, you said or something else was it's nothing new under the sun. You not recreating a wheel. You just putting a twenty four inch rim on it. Right. That's right. it. It's still That's the same it. wheel though. That's it. Right. True. That's true. That's true. That's true. That's true. You so, said something, and and this is one of the saddest things that I heard this week. I'm going back to Antonio Brown. You want to talk about the epitome of where we are today. Right. Everyone is talking about you know uh, whether he's at fault, whether the coaches are at fault the reality is the system is at fault right and yeah. then here's what i mean hall of famer one of the greatest wide receivers to ever play the game randy moss randy moss was asked do you think antonio brown will ever play in the nfl again randy moss response is no i don't because of what he did uh he walked out on the team yeah okay right. But this is something, and I and I I'm like, yeah, your teammates, you you sent a message that I can't be trusted. Mm-hmm. That's the message. When you walk out on the team, you're basically telling every NFL player, every NFL coach that I can't be trusted. Right. Mm-hmm. And and that's gonna keep you, it's gonna prevent you from being on somebody else's team. Not to say that you you can't get some because somebody might be desperate enough to pull you in anyway, but I'm saying right. chances right. are nobody's gonna want to play with you. Right. But this is the part that got me. Randy Moss said, and he was talking, and Booger McFarlane was, was sitting next to him. He said, Boog, you know this. We played the game. We got to a point where I don't care what you do during the week. 
All I care about is the three hours that we spend on this gridiron. We got to make this thing happen. So sports has got to a point where nobody is in anybody's business. I don't care what you do during the week. As long as you show up for this game, you're good. Mm -hmm. Bottom line. Whatever happens, caring about what you're doing during the week to make sure that you're available on Sunday. There's no accountability for you. Now the community is only as good as the time you spend in the locker room because outside the locker room, there is no community. Right. Mm. Wow. That's deep. So that that word right there, Pastor, and, and what we're talking about, uh, community. Yeah. When when Anthony Anthony, when you sent me the the, uh, the topic, yeah. When we talked about you know from the pipeline from right. from school to prison. Yes. You know what I thought about is what is what Pastor said. It's community. Right. It's so it's it's really not a school to prison pipeline. It's a community to prison pipeline. Mm. Is what it is because whatever happens to that community happens to that school. Right. You know, so like you said, if it, and and then when I think about community, I think about accountability. Right. We held each other accountable. Right. And so, like you said, if I'm not holding you accountable during the week, and all I care about is what you do when you come into work, you know, because it mm-hmm. affects my bottom line. Right. There's there's no accountability, man, and you can't have community without accountability. Right. In the seventies, we didn't have to go searching. Right. And, you know, growing up in the seventies. Mm-hmm. You, you, you had a baseball field. You had a football field. You had a basketball court. You mm-hmm. had sports. You had you had Cub Scouts. You had 4-H. I mean, you had everything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. There was always something to do. You never had to go searching. Yeah. Right. right. That's yeah. the reality. Uh, you knew who the coaches were because the coaches were the same people that was at your church on Sunday. Right. Yeah. The same people that were at your school during the week. Yeah. Right. Everybody knew everybody. And and yeah. what I'm saying is, you know, the world has changed, but the earth hasn't enlarged in size. Right. 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 right? So if the earth is still the same size as it was a thousand years ago, how right. can we be so divided? Right. Yeah. Mm. That's good. It's yeah. been I say it's by design. But even the design has to change because designs change all the time. Right. But you have to have recognition and acceptance of where you're standing. Right. And you have to realize one thing that mental health plays a bigger role than it ever has because you're bombarded with so many stimulants. Right. It's always something coming at you. And right. once again, even like with uh, Antonio Brown, he's no different than my buddy who carried a 38 to school in seventh grade. That didn't mean he was a bad person. But he's looking at his surroundings saying, this was going on. Right. And I may die because my cousin's affiliated with this, 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 and this. And nobody said anything to my cousin. I'm watching it not be corrected. So if you're not protecting my cousin, what you think they're going to do to me? I'm smaller than my cousin, younger than my cousin. And so when you sit him and the cousin down and say, you know what? We gonna we gonna have a meeting. The OGs. We gonna sit down and say, you know what, y'all fighting because of what we got into in '79. Right. I, he dated my girlfriend. I ain't like it, so I'm into it with him. Y'all still fighting over my girlfriend? <laughs> they didn't want me no more, and you don't even know that. 
right. and you throwing flags and everything in the right. air because of somebody's girlfriend and you don't even understand. <laughs> you don't even know it. Wow. So same thing with football. Antonio Brown is dealing with something that Lawrence Taylor might have dealt with or Michael Irvin. And now he's getting more money, but the problem was never corrected because it's well, I get three hundred and thirty thousand for scoring a touchdown, and another three hundred for fifty-five more yards, and another three hundred thousand, and you don't want to give me those balls in that situation. So I'm mad. Wait a minute, how come you can't just throw me the ball one time so I can go get this money? I got to feed my family because it's going to be looked at once again. I own the stadium, the organization, whatever I say, right. go. I don't care right. what you feel. This right. ain't what we want to do today. That ain't covering the spread. So, matter of fact, you chill out. Now yeah. it becomes shut up, boy, yeah. and mm-hmm. do what I tell you to do. And wow. now we forget that somebody told us shut up, boy. This our land now. Thirteen wow. colonies got off a boat and told you it was New York, but people was already in Manhattan, Seneca right. Village, living yeah. their life, yeah. doing their thing. Yeah. People already was in Chicago, record row, before they said the cow knocked over the lantern. That's because all the brothers and sisters owned the record label that the right. Beatles and Rolling Stones came talking to. Yeah. See, nobody talks about these things because, well, that's the elephant in the room. He in the corner. You going to tell me you don't see the elephant eating the peanuts in the corner in a right. one-bedroom apartment? <laughs> you can't see the elephant. But you want to just say, well, put the couch over there. Don't think about the elephant. We just going to keep right. moving. But the elephant's growing. Right. Right. And pretty soon you can't live with the elephant. And that's what we've been as a people. We've been afraid to die, per se, not physically, but in all ways to something that no longer works. Hiding your truth no longer works. You know, once again, you said, if I don't care what you do during the week, like I don't care what your mental health was on Wednesday, if you was close to suicide on Wednesday. As long as you come to work on Friday and don't get me in trouble on the assembly line or during the game or at the church on Sunday, as long as you don't tell Miss Barbara that her son's shooting people, but she's telling everybody else's son not to shoot nobody. Right. She only (laughs) talked to her own son. Come on. You know, so we're getting to a point where we're forgetting, like you said earlier, the purpose. Like, if you an empty shell, then you a vessel basically for destruction. Because I can fill that shell up with destruction in 2.5 minutes because it don't know what it want to do no way. And if I can give a status quo conversation every time I turn around, that vessel will say, well, man, you know, everybody over there is talking about that. It, You know, it must be cool to pillage and kill people instead of the man saying, hey, man, let me tell you something. Purpose is one thing. It's you deciding for the rest of this journey what I'm right. going to be dedicated to. Right. And how is that going to change things for a positive outcome? Now right. I can't control the outcome. I can control the action, the doing, right. the being, yes. the Definitely. that part. And yeah. so, Definitely. but if my actions are geared towards more positivity, then my outcome will have a better chance of being positive. Yeah. See what I'm saying? Because a pipeline once again can get clogged. Yes. Like any pipes can get clogged. Right. So once it was the plumber who's coming to unclog the pipe, who's saying maybe we need to add a different pipeline to the flow system itself. Right. Because once again, sports is social, you know, socializing. Basically, yeah. you're learning how to be communal. So you're learning how to protect the guy next to you. 
you know, or the young lady, because everybody plays sports these days. But how right. do I become accountable for not only myself, but my teammates? Because we say, like, man, I got your back. I got your back. Right. That's for right. real. Like, yeah. this guy's coming from the blind side. I got a block. I'm an offensive tackle, and I have to block. The quarterback's not looking. He doesn't right. see this DN coming around. And if right. I allow him to get around me, lights out for my quarterback. No different right. than we going to school and it's five of us and we know that you just got into a fight, but you're not telling us. Right. So we don't know to watch your back. We don't know why right. these guys coming at us, you know, right. because everything's so secretive. Yes. Nobody yes. wants to be honest, right. you know, or put on That's front good. street. That's good. That's good. Yeah. I think um that, that, that transparency um, is definitely needed back into our community. I, um, and and this can this can roll over into another conversation. I know we've talked about community is always the the next step of like really building it back. And I and I like the examples like what you were saying, Pastor, about the playing cards. It's not about the game. It's about the fellowship. Right, right, you right. know, it's about beating you in cards and seeing your face <laughs> while, right. while while I trash nice talk win. right <laughs> and win right right. And I and I was and and that's powerful like. This I and because I believe if we were able to all be in like one location having this conversation, it would be even deeper because we'll be in each other's faces mm-hmm. and we can have the side conversation and then really I, I dig missed into it. Some it was a technical difficulty. I don't know. Like it was you, you look like your face is frozen. <laughs> can you hear? Can you hear? Okay, I'm gonna take you out while you while you correct that. Oh, um, but yeah, I think um, if we were all like I said, if we all if we had these technical issues, it'll be all we're all together all right. and can have a free flowing conversation. Right. I think that, you know, technology has afforded us, like to say, um, yeah. Mark, you know, some great things like, mm-hmm. like this, cause we wouldn't be having this. Like it'd be right. hard to, okay, Pastor, you got time this time. Okay, Mark, what time you got? You can come together. We can try to meet We'd right, be together right. probably like 11 tonight. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's my only free time, you know, that we can all come together. Oh, um, but yeah, I think, uh, you know, technology has afforded a lot of great things, but, um, granted it has, it has, place some obstacles when it comes to direct contact yeah, you know yeah. It's, um, it's the, yeah it's the exchange of energy man like i'm real big on energy and and you know you bounce energy and ideas off of each other and that's what it's about like you said right. this meeting that's good. this meeting would be so much different if we were all face to face and like you said it'd be deeper because like i said i can look you in your face and i can feel your energy i can feel you know, you, you, your words that you're speaking from your heart, right. you know, versus us having to wait and then dealing with technical difficulties right. and stuff like that. But right. yeah, but I think the main thing is accountability, man. Right. Account- you can't have community without accountability. Right. And when we're talking about, like my brother said, a pipeline, it could be a clog in the pipeline, but it's something we may have to build a different pipeline. But I think everything, everything, everything starts at home. It starts in that community and it starts right. with accountability. Right. Big mama was accountable for us. Right. Right. But when your grandmama is under 35, honestly, right. it's like it sounds it's comical. But right. at, but when you become a grandmother, because in your 30s, you're right. still developing as an adult. Right. Right. You really are. You're developing as an adult. I'm 42 years old. And I think about what I did at 32. And I was like, man, I was so young. You know, right. like for real, for real. And so Big Mama was somebody who had a lot of wisdom. Right. She's seen a lot of things. Yeah. You know, she's Definitely. raised a generation. Right. But at, but when you were grandmama at, at 38, 
<laughs> you're still developing. You're still becoming who you, who, you know, who you're supposed to be. And there's no accountability, man. Yeah. You know? It's tough. It's tough. Yeah. You can see your grandmother's half-naked picture on Instagram. Like, I say that for real because, like, that's traumatizing. Right. That is traumatizing. To yeah. see that. Yeah. Your friend said, man, I saw your grandma. She thick. Right. She was on Instagram right. yesterday right. at Magic City. And you like, what? Right. My grandma. Like, you didn't even know that. You thought right. grandma was an overnight nurse. Right. You mm -hmm. never knew right. grandma worked at Magic City. You wow. didn't know that. Your friend right. showed you on a phone right. in a classroom that he showed everybody. Now, everybody right. laughing at you. Now, right. it's no respect anymore. Now, you right. feel, you yeah. know, you feel bad. You almost, A lot of kids are cutting themselves. Right. Like mm -hmm. uh, under their clothes, like chest and inner thighs and stuff now, like because it's getting it's getting worse to deal with so many arrows being shot at you at one time, as opposed to what I said earlier, like the gossip around the corner. It take a while for that to be kind of like, you know, proven. Right. Social you know, media, you can show it now. Right. You know what's you know what's crazy too, and I think Pastor can attest to this. When I was saying, you know, Big Mama was somebody who was older. She had a lot of wisdom, and you could glean from that wisdom. She's seen some things, even even in church. Now things are so microwave. I ain't never seen. Listen, I'm 42 years old, and you got people out here that are pastors, and now they 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 ain't even 30 yet, but now all of a sudden they're an apostle. Wow. Now all of a sudden. Right. They're, they're an overseer. Are they a right. bishop? Right. Bruh, you can't be younger than me and be my spiritual father. It don't work that way. <laughs> Bro, please. <laughs> Listen, remember, that I'm, I'm a pastor. I'm on this platform. Don't get me in no trouble. I know. I'm just... <laughs> but, it's the, <laughs> but it's the same concept. It's like, how are you so young and thrust in a position that's meant yeah. for somebody Who's supposed to have some wisdom and some knowledge and, and some you, you don't even know you don't even know who your children are gonna be yet. Right? <laughs> yeah. That that's a catch twenty-two itself because yeah. even at the same time, like if you talked about a story of say Jesus being younger than somebody, right, right, and having a wisdom or a knowledge, you know, that that surpassed the age. Because right. remember, grandma said, Baby, you got an old soul, you've been here before. Right. Right, so right, a right. lot of times it's who that young person is because sometimes that young person grew up with big mama yeah. and was provided that wisdom and the knowledge earlier on. Right. And some people just do it for the glamour and I understand where you're coming from. Cause it's like, well, I'm 25. I'm a pass. I got all the ladies I'm driving this, this, and this, and they might be devilish minded. Right. It just might be the cloak, the facade that they choose to put on for right. a successful look. Remember, we talked about success. Then yeah. you have that anointed young brother who might be 16. And right. you're like, how could you know that? How right. could you? And you feel it in your soul that he knows. Like, it's not like he ain't faking it to make it. He knows. He, okay, let, I'm going to cut you off. You, you're absolutely right. You cannot. One thing that I've learned in, in my walk. I didn't learn this in the church. I learned it in my walk mm -hmm. is a gift is a gift. Right. Right. An anointing is an anointing. 
you can be gifted at a very young, you can be born gifted, which we all are gifted in some shape, matter or form. All right. You can be anointed to do specific things. You have specific assignments uh, that God has given to people and you can be anointed. That's why you can see that in a 16 year old. That's why you can see a 25 year old with the level of influence, because when right. they open up their mouth, something just begins to happen because the right. anointing is all over them. Right. Right. You can see a young, a young brother who's gifted, who knows how to teach the game, you know, right. in, in sports, you know, he just, he commands the room when he walks in. Right. You have a sense of presence. That's, that's gifting. That's, that's anointing. That's, that's, that's grace. I mean, that, that's real. Right. Challenge, challenge. Hmm. Is if you don't have the ability to nurture the gift. Right. And, and what you're talking about, Mark, is what happens with, with people that have not had that support structure around them to nurture their gift. Right, right. And then they fall victim to the notoriety. They, right. mm-hmm. they, they succumb to the applause and, right. and all of that that comes with it because they don't have that supporting infrastructure uh, right. around them. And so I definitely uh, understand where you're coming from. We, we laugh about it, but it's real. You know, yeah. I, there, there's a brother out there right now. <coughs> not even 38 years old that is bringing a shift for the kingdom that nobody saw coming. And, and it, you know, 10 years ago, he was living out of his car. Right. Wow. Right. So, and, and now he's, he's seeding into other people's businesses. He says he wants right. to seed $500 into a thousand businesses this year. That's $500,000. Right. Yeah. Right. So and the only thing and, and the thing is, he didn't go to school. Right. Mm-hmm. He kept working. Right. And in a matter of five years, he goes from being a borrower to a lender. Right. Because he accepted, acknowledged his gift. And a lot of people try to tear him down. Mm. So I'm saying all of that stuff is real. What we have to do, what I mean, what, what's important for us as as the adults, because I heard mm. you say this earlier. You know, the, the, the social media platform has given us this opportunity to, to come together and have this conversation. And you said, why it'd be different if we were together. It would be different if we were together. Mm-hmm. Because the question I would have is, would we talk the same way if we were in the same room? Mm. Okay. Right. Everybody on here right now wants to make a valid point, a constructive and a point, because you got right. people listening. But if we right. was in the same room, what happens when you're in the same room with a bunch of brothers? Oh, this Negro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a little more, a little more raw. <laughs> right, exactly, exactly. Indeed, right? indeed, indeed. Are you so really be looking at each other's faces? To do that because nobody yeah. wants to be recognized as the one who keep cutting other folks off because we're on camera. <laughs> right. Yeah. <laughs> right. You're yeah. looking at your face. You're yeah. Like, yeah. I'm trying to keep the straight face. Like. Yeah. Yeah. That's it's that happened. etiquette. Right. Right. That's that's good though. That's good. Yeah. I mean, Just I real. real. Yeah. I, would, I mean, I listen. I would love to to be in the room and and have that that let the conversation get deeper and and realer, if that's a word. <laughs> you know, it would that I I would love. And this is kind of like the beginning of of all of this. Uh, and and once we can f- start facilitating more of these direct conversations, I definitely want to have more of them. Um, so real quick, I appreciate everybody rocking and hanging with us, um, watching the Brothers of Legacy uh, with Pastor Mark and my man, special guest TJ. Coach TJ, who is who I'm who I'm crowning already because first time, but he is a cousin of Legacy right now. <laughs> yeah, what up, cuzzo? <laughs> 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 
but um, listen, I appreciate everyone rocking and hanging. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm trying not to stop the conversation. I know I'm, I'm, I'm just so time conscious. I'm like, oh, you know, that's all good. But as um, long as everybody can kind of rock a little bit. So, so we talked about purpose, right? We talked about uh, community. We talk about pulling people together. Um, and and with coach, you know, like pulling your team members out of just focused on scoring, you know, because when he's focused on scoring, it's like just give me the ball, I'll score. It's yeah. it's more teamwork, you know, because you're you're not just building for this game, you're building for the game of life, you know, like yeah. you're trying to teach principles and things like that. Of course, and we want to win, but yeah. you know, we want to learn something in in the process of going through the games and the practices and things of that nature. What do you say about how what it what would you say is one of the the key principles and this is for everybody like how can we get community back and i know in the midst of covid um you know that that becomes a hindrance sometimes because you know we, some are still super nervous you know like yeah. they, they're still limited they in the house like it was two years ago i'm sure um mm-hmm. while some are cool they got the mask off hey that i get in crowd a thousand people i don't care you know <laughs> so yeah um, how do we how do we start building our communities back as far as being more connected um, on purpose as opposed to, you know, cause we, we've, I think in the midst of trying to be successful and find purpose, there's been a disconnect, you know, each one of us now we're like, I'm going my path. You're going your path. I'm going this path. I'm going to be successful all along. But what I, what we discovered, what I've discovered is, you know, success comes in, in community. You know each connection because like if, if you look back at some act some actors they they flow in communities <laughs> it's like yeah. he's like oh all these people knew each other you look back in the days in the 60s aretha knew this person and that person these folks became successful they were all in the same communities how how do we bring that back how do we start connecting more um over purpose as opposed to trying to be so you know get into a collaborative mindset as opposed to such such a separated agenda, if that makes how about, sense. How about I just use the example of Sean Rollins, right? You know, playing cards. Yes. Right? Um, can we get to a place where you can invite a group of brothers together and not play cards? Right. Can you get to a place where you can invite a group of brothers together and we not have to use bowling? Right. As the Without reason we event. come together, not have to yeah. use basketball. Right. As the reason we come together, right. can we just come together and have a conversation? Can right. brothers make time for that? Right. Yeah. Can, can we just come together and have a conversation about how we make our homes stronger, our lives better? Right. Is, any, right. is anybody motivated to come together with a group of brothers and just be able to take something back home with you that's going to help your family be stronger? I'm I'm glad you said that, Pastor. I'm I'm, gonna put that to the test. Go ahead, Mark. No, no, I was just I was just saying that, you know, for guys, for us, you know, in order to get us to do something, you have to incentivize us. Unfortunately, right? You got to incentivize. You got to give us something that makes it worth our while. Right. Now, women, you know, they'll come together just because it's a good idea. But, um, but yeah, but you know, you have to incentivize us. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, and well, you know, that's what we were trying to do with man to man, AD. Right. Right. It's right. like we, we want to come together and have some conversation. Let's just chat. Let's, but for whatever reason, like TJ said earlier, 
that sometimes for some people that begins to mess with your persona. Right. You know, that, right. that sounds a little soft, bro. I ain't, I ain't trying to get together. Like, man, me. y'all want to hug? Yeah, <laughs> you, know, yeah. Right. you know, seriously. Right. And that's what right. happens. Right. But you know what? He, I met AD in a situation where brothers had to come together. Right. Right. It was a. Right. It also was a kind of incentive, like Mark said, you know, because right. it was about fatherhood. Yeah. yeah. Now, fatherhood is still something that we're all learning about. Right. You know, because some of us had good fathers, some of us had bad fathers or no father there at right. all. So when we had that conversation, I noticed a lot of men were opening up to right. the, the vulnerable aspects of themselves, like being a father who fought for their kids in right. court. Oh, yeah, Ronald said as well, yeah. Because yeah, that was that was something that was very, very deep yeah. because you saw the, the scars. Right. Not necessarily the wounds per se, because some wounds are still healing that people might not speak on, but you saw the scars, the testimony right. that they got both of their kids or that this guy got his daughter or this guy got both his sons from two different women he had to fight. So... At the same time, we also could say, man, brother, why you keep picking them kind of women? Right. <laughs> like, you know, because we get a chance to be real with each other. Like you said earlier, it wasn't no cameras really, so it was just us talking. Like, right. you're not a good farmer right. per se. You right. putting your seeds in dirt. You, right. you don't even know if that soil grows corn and you right. want corn, but you just right. throwing, what are you doing? You ain't figure out how to till that land, nothing. Right. Because right. it looked good. Right. And, and you don't want to be honest and say that's why you in this trouble. Right. Because you wanted her because she looked good. Right. Now, a girl who was good for you, you passed right. her up because right. she wasn't twerking in Magic City or she didn't go with the lifestyle that had a certain look for you. Like, right. you know, because remember Muhammad Ali when he was with Jada Pickett earlier in the movie yeah. <laughs> and she was dressing a certain kind of way and, yep. and it was like, nah, you can't yeah. do that. Yeah. And she's like, how you going to tell me what to do? Right. And then he left her alone. Right. He still loved her, but he understood right. on this mission for me having this certain purpose, I got to have a passenger that feels the same way. They right. don't have to be the same way, but we feel the same way. We have a common goal. We can have right. different, you know, thoughts on it, but right. we willing to compromise or work together on the journey. Yeah. And a lot of times when brothers come together, we forget that we all coming from somewhere different a different walk of life. When we get behind closed doors, some person may be a little more, you know, uppity. Some person might be a little more loose, you know, right. on camera. We, like you said, we all got to keep it kind of, you know, a certain way because right. we are talking to the world and we right. do have to have that in mind. But right. behind closed doors, when brothers get together, you might cuss more than you normally do. Right. This right. guy over right. here, he might, you know, he might be a crier, you know, he right. might want to <laughs> share the tip. Right. He might be okay. the hardest person on the camera. Right. But he right. want to let that pain go. He want to yeah. be able to tell his brother, like, man, you know, I'm dealing with something and it's really heavy. Yes. So as men to change the narrative about school or community pipelines to prison, we got to show what vulnerability looks like, what right. being a real human being is, you right. know, what right. what a persona less way of living is. And I made mistakes too, and I've learned this, and I failed at this, but it wasn't so much of a loss as it was a lesson, right? Because mm-hmm. right. we we have we we want to keep up a certain way 
of yep. of facade because right. we feel it'll hinder our brand. Yeah, yeah. But the brand get exposed. Yeah, and then exposed ain't always a bad thing. Right. Because right. sometimes you got to get corrected to know you was in the wrong anyway. Yes. How can you be successful if you won't listen or take that 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 positive or negative feedback? Right. You know, when right. you stand the in front of, day of my life, the great season, it's the greatest season of my life was the season that God exposed me. Mm-hmm. Because I was able to stop lying. Right. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yeah. It's like the right. worst, but it's the best. Yeah. Yeah. That's real yeah. though. That's yeah, real, man. Because yeah. the lying was killing me. Right. Right. Yep. The exposure saved my life. Yep. Yeah. We need that. Yep. We need yep. you said it. You said yep. it like <laughs> that. That pain, man. That pain make put perspective on your life. Right. Like right. it really does. <laughs> Definitely. Being put on yep. front street. That's what yep. I call it. You yep. get put on front street is like. You become like I used to say, front street shouting. Like you become front street shouting. Yeah. You, right. Your mama and them, everybody know you did it. Everybody, right. it was you. You right. I can't even lie about it. Right. We, hey, you, yep, yeah, there you go. Because right. I had to be willing, willing to be put on front street. Yeah, you know, and right. and not keep up some perfect way of being because no one's perfect. Everybody's right. imperfection is the perfection that you're really seeking. Like being comfortable being you. Right. being imperfect that i think that's what's the biggest key when we talk about a pipeline to prison nobody's right. cool with taking the l everybody's yeah. a winner <laughs> you know nobody yeah. had a losing season every right. so you mean to tell me everybody was a hundred and oh like nobody <laughs> lost nobody lost right the bears i seen the super bowl shuffle but then i seen a lot of non-super bowl shuffle yeah. <laughs> you right. know and right. to the point you was like what is wrong with them do they ever care you right. know nobody saw Martin Luther King with five different women kicking it or getting right. locked up for something other than marching. Right. Or when right. Malcolm X was, you know, doing heroin with some dude or Ray right. Charles or, you know, Michael Jordan gambling. Right. You know, right. these are the things that, you know, sweep it under the rug. Hurry up. Hurry right. up. <laughs> no, yeah. no. Don't talk about that. Well, yeah, talk about it. But you, know what? but you know what? You, you talk no, about, you know, Oh, I'm sorry, man. No, no, go ahead, Pastor. You good? I, I defer to you. Go ahead. You you make me think about uh, when I was a teenager. I had this friend, Chris Tanzi, back in in Kankakee, uh, and he and I hung out every day. We was best friends, and then one night we got into it, got into a fight in an apartment building hallway on the stairs. I mean, we was brawling. You hear me? Like brawling to the point to where you know an earring got snatched out. Wow, like he was tussling on the stairs, up right. and down the stairs in this hallway, <laughs> going at it. And I'm and and at somebody broke the fight up, right. um, and he went home. I went home, and I was hurt because I was like, "Man, what am I gonna do tomorrow?" <laughs> you know, like me and Kristen fought. You know, right. so what? Who am I hang out with tomorrow? <laughs> right. <laughs> And, and but the other part of it was, I, I think he beat me up. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like I'm in so much pain. Like, I there's no way that I could feel like I won the fight. Right. Right. Yeah. Unbeknownst to me, so this was a Friday night, Saturday morning. He calls me. Yo, you all right? Yeah, man. What's up? Look, man. 
I don't never want to fight you again. (laughs) (laughs) So he went home feeling the exact same way I felt. Right. And all we knew, the only lesson we had was we don't never want to fight each other again. That's real. That's real. Yeah. And and we still, this 40 years later, we still friends today. Right. I haven't seen him in 30 years, over 30 years. But if I saw him today, it would be as if we were together yesterday. That's nice. Yeah, that's real. That's real companionship, real compadres. Like, you got to realize the people on your journey and what they mean to you. We discount people so easily in this new day and time. Like, don't nobody have any lasting thing. It's microwave. Like, bing, I'm done. Right. You know, you said something like, I don't want to talk to you no more. You know, period. Period. And the people, it's like, I'm cutting you off for something so small and minute. But the lesson in it was, man, I'm tripping. And how come I can't check myself? How come I can't be checked? If I could check him, why he can't check me? What's wrong with that? I'm not too high and mighty that I can't receive that from him. That's supposed to be my brother, right? Why I can't? Why don't I sit back like you said, man? Let me think about that. I don't want to fight him no more. Even if right. I won, I, it, my conscience, my mom would say, "Boy, your conscience is a kid. Like it, <laughs> it, it'll work on you. Yeah. Like you ain't nobody got to say nothing. Your right. own conscience is sick. You know you ain't right, right? Yeah. What you talking about? You ain't right. right. Oh man, <laughs> I'm man. I, I he bogus. What? Right. Boy, you know no, you go going back, over that trip. It go back to what you said though, man. Ain't nobody taking no L's. Right. Yeah. Nobody wants right. to take an L, man, because an L is humbling. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? And and even if you see it in social media, you hear it in music, people talking about, I ain't taking no L's, I ain't taking no L's. Or even in church, it's your winning season. Every every season? (laughs) All the time. It's my my winning season all the time? I ain't never lost. Like The bills do. Is that winning still? I I ain't gonna never have a bad day? Never. Right. Right. You know, that's the thing. Like, there were so many L's in scripture. Right. Exactly. Right. 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 I mean, like a lot of L. A lot. Abram was told he'd be the father of many nations. Did right. anybody see uh slavery coming? Right. No. To the Egyptians? Exactly. No. Right. 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 Moses got him out of Egypt. Right. Went up into the mountain. While he was gone, they built an idol. Right. Just like that. Right. <laughs> They like we gonna kick it while you gone, <laughs> right? See, yeah, like, right? You know, and, and, right? And Sean yeah. just uh said a uh, L would say your life and your marriage, yes, sir. Right? That, yes, but that's for I'm real, sure. like, yes, sir. <clears throat> and your children. He just said as well because, like, I'm married. I know what it is. Right. I'm 42, like my man. So you like, like Mark. So you know, I remember just being a wild young and hanging out, going to the college and you don't even go to school. You just right. there, you know, right. with your buddies. You're like, what are we doing here? Like, right. well, it's a party. Like, <laughs> we can go? Yeah, we going right now. You know, right. and then you have to shake some of that right. to be able to say, you know what, I can't go right now. It's not that I can't, but I can't go. Yeah, you right. know, I have something going on. I yeah. told my wife I was going to take my boys to this over here or, right. you know, Man, she ain't gonna care. Oh, she gonna care. You don't care. That's the difference. I care. She care. They care. You ain't. You don't. You don't care. That's cool. But I'm not on that with you. So you know, I'm. You know, that's what I learned because 
I had guys who might have been married 19 times, and that's right. because they never cared. Everything was like, oh, man, I'm, she, I'm going to the strip club. Boy, I'm not going. Right. No. Right. I, uh, uh, I, no, I'm going to sit at home. I'm right. going to watch this show with them. Right. Yeah, I know that it might be fun at the club. I understand right. that. The temptation right. of going probably scratched the back of my head 12 times, but I'm right. not going. I'm right. fighting temptation like yeah. Cuba Gooden Jr. I'm fighting like yeah. I'm staying at home because right. the value of that teaches you a real lesson. Yes. Like yes. that L is waiting on you. Right. Like you already took an L. I right. know what it feels like. It's no yeah. way for me to tell you an L is comfortable. Definitely. Nah. In hindsight, you could say, well, I'm glad I took that L right. because I wouldn't have done this. Like at my grandma's funeral, uh, the the, the, pre- the preacher was like, you running from your calling, man. Mm-hmm. So I know you, you, I know your uncle, Nim, I know where you're from. I know what you, you know, I know you. Right. I said, man, I'm really not running no more or whatever you want to call it. Right. I'm accepting the divine timing and how, because it might not be in a building yet. It might be in the street. It might be coaching. It might be whatever it is that, you know, God got for me to do. Right. But I do accept that it is a purpose. Right. My grandma called me Reverend Ike when I was a little boy, and I didn't know who that was. I didn't know. She's like, Reverend Ike, come here. <laughs> I used to go to church, I had a little hat on, you know, the right. trench coat you, like you a speck gadget. Chicago, Reverend yeah, I'm from the west side. <laughs> west side. And, and grandma take you to church. She's like, Reverend Ike, come here. Boy, you be talking to them people over there. You don't even know them people. You over there just talking to them. And I played Martin Luther King in a school called St. Andrew. No, St. Ke- uh, it was St. Edmunds at first in Oak Park. And um, after that, uh, a Caucasian teacher hit me on the head with a book in the classroom. I had too much influence. Got into a fight with her. Wow. I got kicked out of school. Ended up going to another Catholic school. That didn't work out either. Because I realized one thing. The uniform looks a certain way, but the people not upholding a certain way. They don't really care about me, per se. We pay them. It wasn't until I got around teachers that looked like me or cared about me that I started to understand what value was. I started to understand what inner self was because my grandfather used to tell me certain things and and it resonates now more than ever. But when I got to high school, I ended up going to uh, Urban Youth High School uh, called Double E, downtown. And I had a teacher named Cuddy Bacon. Mr. Bacon was an old school brother who wore ascot. Had a boat. He didn't play no games. Right. He was cool. He was the coolest thing moving. Right. Like, Look here, young brother. You missed my class one more time. I said, man, seven o'clock class, Mr. Bacon. Wow. And the L train. I got to get right. on, the, on the green line. It's hard someday. Like, yeah. So that's another excuse, huh? I said, you're right. I started coming on time. He started telling me more and more. I never seen nobody with an ascot. Nobody with an ascot. <laughs> they might have had a towel. Even the Muslim right. brothers had a bow tie. He had right. an ascot on. There right. was a whole different level of situation. <laughs> he, right. You know, I'm like, okay, what's with the look? You know, and he said, brother, you got to learn one thing. Look how much power you got in you. Look how the people listen to you. Look how your friends, look at everybody talking to you. Right. You don't see that? I said, yeah, but they just, we just, you know, tripping. We just have a good time. I said, no, 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 no. Think about that. Right. That was everybody I ever met in my life who saw something in me that I was yet to put a clarity on. Yeah. Right. I might have been driving that purpose car, right. but I didn't know I was in that car. Mm-hmm. Right. 
to the clarity comes, then you say, oh, that's why I get it now. So that's why I could say, I'm not going outside. I'm going to stay with my family. That's why I could say, I'm going to come on this podcast and talk instead of saying, nah, brother, I can't really do it. I got something to do. You know, nah, Mm -mm. I'm going to make the time. I'm going to make the time because things in life, man, are more important than we give credit to sometimes because of how busy we claim to be. Right. Yeah. You know, true, so true. like I say, my saying is I'm not going to Mike Tyson your whole ear off about it, you know, <laughs> you know, because I'm marathon winded. You know, my, my lady laughs with me sometimes. She's like, boy, <laughs> that's what grandma, that's that Reverend Ike. She'd be like, boy, you know, because it's funny. I didn't. I watched Reverend Ike on YouTube one day. Right. I was at right. work and we had a long ride in the car. So I got tired of talking to the guy because. I won't keep talking. You know, it was a new dude. You know, we we talked as much as we could for about the hour trip we was on. Right. Until I had to let him get moment of, you know, peace for himself, you know, because he had a lot of things going on. So I turned on Reverend Ike and let both of us listen. We just had a moment of listening. Right. And Reverend Ike was saying a lot of things about accountability. Mm, yeah. About not always blaming the devil or not always blaming somebody else, but honoring the God within you. Right. Honoring who you are knowing that nobody's more powerful than God, nothing. And, and I realized that that moment what grandma was saying, like be powerful, no matter who your opposition is, be unafraid to walk, whatever that purpose is. Cause it's going to be people who going to come against you. It's going to be family. Your mama might come against you, but that can't stop you. You still have to go forward. If that means you're a preacher, pastor, teacher, whatever you are, people are not going to like you. Right. Like is something we attempt to buy. We want to buy likes. Because remember, right. social media is about likes. likes. Right, 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 right. You know? Definitely. So inner love, I would say. Inner love helps your purpose grow. You know, right. loving yourself, knowing yourself, you know, that's key. Definitely. Yeah. Man, I appreciate you guys um, for rocking and being on here, man. Coach TJ, um, I definitely look forward to having you back um and get deep into these conversations you know tomorrow we're probably going to dig, dig into the community aspect um of changing the narrative uh we already kind of tapped on it a little bit today but um mm-hmm. we're gonna dig a little dig a little deeper because i, I realized that the community to prison pipeline is, is real it's real you know because we need to stand together as a community and, and protect our, our family and you know when we see things that, that are lacking we need to step in and do something all right. Yeah. So we look forward to seeing you guys tomorrow. Same time, same channel. Always know that we love you. God loves you more. Continue to stay safe. Whether you feel about the mask, wear them. I know the Marion is still out there. And yeah, he dancing. He dancing. <laughs> but be safe, guys. Be safe. All right. We'll see you in the AM. Peace out. As Peace. always, we love you. Uh, know that God loves you more. Stay safe. Thank you, guys. Thank you.